Podfix. This is Alan Alda, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Mouse and Weens. Hey! Hello! Hi, Weens! How Hi. are you? We're back! Oh, it's been a while. Why are you being awkward right now? Because I don't know. I'm looking at myself, which is the worst thing to do, and I'm trying to position my mouth by the microphone and not look strange, because sometimes I won't look at myself at all, and then I'll be like... <laughs> in the corner the whole time. We're on so YouTube. I'm trying to. She just looked down her nose. No, you look fine. I think we're we're good. We okay, are. I'm mouse gonna go back weens. to not looking. Sorry. Okay. We are true. Yeah, we're mouse and weens. Everybody, we're back. It's been a while. Woo-hoo! I'm I'm Joelle. I'm mouse. I'm the mom one down in San Diego. The wifey one. I need to give myself some more titles. I'm the garden lady. Yeah. Uh, I'm the. You're the list the list checker? Yes, I'm the type A nerd. And who nerd. are you? <laughs> I'm Weens, and I currently live in Los Angeles, and I'm a Scorpio. I'm real fun. I do enjoy <laughs> hikes. I like to go to Griffith Park. Sometimes Is this I a laugh. Singles ad? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And also, I do like a man who could pick me up. This is a rare thing. We have a six foot one beauty on our hands, everybody. If anyone would like to grab me and pick me up, (laughs) not a serial killer, but a nice man. (laughs) What if a serial killer killed people by picking them up and never putting them down again? What if you (laughs) never did put your feet back down on the ground? What if you were, well, I think it's because I just saw Life of Brian that I'm thinking about this. Then it would never, then that song would be obsolete. What goes up must come down. Yeah. So that's all I know. That I would be very upset that that song has been lying. But um, <laughs> also, I ate raw onions and my stomach is nuts. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Raw onions are bad. Bad news. I They just smell like B.O. After you eat them, yeah, it's bad breath. It gives you gas. I don't. I don't oh. know. They say it's good for your heart, but I don't. I don't. There's other things that are good for your heart. I don't think we need to include raw onions ever again. I know it's good for my heart being picked up. Oh, by a strong man. All right, what kind of man would this be? Would he be um, a well, flowing-haired Fabio type, or would he be a? I think he'd be strong-legged because it would be hard if he had very, very skinny legs, but a large torso because then he would pick you up, but then he might fall over because he'd his look legs... like the pan flute guy. He'd look like a little goat. <laughs> little stick oh. legs and a big chest. That I don't know weird. that stick leg goat you're talking about, but I do know like that. You know how you get the Easter eggs and they have the chicken legs? It's kind of a funny. <laughs> so it's like a big barrel Humpty Dumpty. This Humpty comes Dumpty. More often than you know, because we we all have this body shape, you, me, and mom. We oh. feel like eggs with chicken legs. So yeah, we, well, we get it. You know, but also sexy chicken legs. So watch yeah, out, boys. Sexy chickens. You want to crack an egg and a sexy chicken? I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> 
makes well, no sense. Well, what are we talking about, Weens? I feel like we oh. need to do a big catch up because it's been like we've had two long standing episodes where there's been a lot of space in between, but we've had a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Do, do tell. You wanna- you tell me. Tell me where you've been. I know the answer. At your house. Yay. For right. a month, almost. Maybe yeah. more. Was now, it a month? Yeah, it was. It was the month of October. No, end of October, because you were here for I just got back, basically, a few Halloween. days ago. So whatever that was. Yeah, I was there for Halloween, and I was in beautiful San Diego with my sister and the family. Yeah, for and all of boy, November. are they fun. Yeah, yeah, it's really heroic. I want you to tell me that your perspective. I know how I feel, but we'll go back and forth. Let's let's hear the whole story. What is it like? A day in the life of me. Oh, enough about me. What do you <laughs> think of me? About me. Um, your life is very busy and also filled with a lot of laughter and fun. I think you and your husband are funny together. You have this little dynamic. It's kind of like the Bickertons a little bit, but more in a funny. Yeah. You're more like a comedic couple. Okay, but tell me about that because I feel it and sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's jabby humor. So if you if you don't, I mean, I remember, oh, okay, you you're told uncomfortable. me. Yeah, because there's an onion about to push its way on my stomach like the movie <laughs> Alien. Oh, my Ew. God. Um, do you we need to pause? Do you need to take care of this? I wish I could. I don't know what to do with it. It's okay. just festering and growing, I think. All right. Well, let's have a signal. Hold up a little flag if you need to pause and, and go take care of things. Okay? I wish. I mean, okay, I All guess right. I did 10 jumping jacks and then I burped. So that was nice. <laughs> I just did that right before we came on. Did you see me doing jumping jacks in the corner? Okay. My little hand was flipping. Oh my gosh. Um, You guys are cute because, uh, you know, Dave has a certain type of humor that's more like kind of, ha ha. Like, like 12 year old mean boy. Yeah. A little bit. And it's, what do you think of that is the real question. It doesn't matter what I think of it. I mean, is it fun? I'm good guys, with it because that's who I married. It's always been this way. But man, he got under my skin over Thanksgiving. We went to Palm Springs, as you know, with his family. We do this every year. They rent a house and get the brother-in-law and sister-in-law and the cousins. And everybody's in the same house. It's really fun. It's sweet. But uh, we started playing Euchre. And for mm. those of you who don't know, Euchre is a card game. I just got introduced to it two years ago but we've only played like once a year at these family events so I'm not very good at it yet well versed at it but anyway it's kind of like hearts where you have to have four people So I was going to say you have to dress in fishing gear and you have to have a rifle and no. you so have wrong. to uh, wear those fuzzy helmets and shoot a bear but that's because it sounds like Yukon go ahead <laughs> I see the connection totally with you. Okay. No, it's boring, and you sit at a table and you play cards. But it's it's not boring. It's good. It's like hearts, if people know hearts, but it's got more strategy. And anyway, Hootsba. it doesn't matter. So I'm playing with Dave, and then you play in pairs. You play in teams. So the person across from you is your teammate. Well, mine's Dave. And then uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law married. They're a team across on the other side. And I messed up a hand. What are you going to do? There's lots of hands going around and there's points and you slide cards around. I messed up. 
And I made a weird move. I could have gone one of two ways. And instead of being like, ah, Joel, you messed up or anything like that, he laid into me. And yes, we had had a few drinks, but I mean, he just gave this look of such disappointment that it broke me down. I cried. I started crying right there at the table and I expected him to be like, I'm sorry, that was too rough. Why did I say it that way? I didn't need to do that. But you know, Dave, he does not apologize very easily. So it was a whole awkward evening. Look, I'm getting tears in my eyes just thinking about it. Aww. I know. And, you know, everybody was like, Joel turned up the heat and tried to be funny. Actually, he was so funny. And he made me laugh. And, you know, we kind of got over the hump. But it was, it took a while to get over it. So, yeah, his humor is great and fine until it reaches that breaking point. And then I'm like, stop. You cannot do this to me anymore. I'm I'm a girl. I'm like sensitive. Not that being a girl has anything to do with it, but you're a human being you know? with feelings. Yeah, absolutely. And he thinks I'm tough and can handle it all the time, twenty four seven. And I can't. I just I, I get filled up with that after a while. So that it happened. Is. It was super awkward, but we got through it. We talked it through, and we went on a big walk the next morning. And it was fine, but but we did go to bed mad. It was not really? a good night. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. So it happens. I mean, gosh, we've been married since 90, no, 2004. So, yeah, we're kind Is of a well-oiled biggest? machine, but, yeah, we got a little dick in the gears every once in a while. Speaking you know. of dick in the gears, I have to go get some Tums. Can we pause this? <laughs> I can't. Something's right. going on. All right. We're pausing. Hey, let's I'm hear sorry. about dream dinners. I'm going to do a little soliloquy about dream dinners. Can I? You go take care of things. Okay. I would like to talk for a minute. Oh, boy. There's the cat. All right. Hey! Bye. Go to the potty. The psychic lady I just talked to said you and my cat are bonded. I know, in a nice, funny way. See, I make fun of her just like Dave makes fun of me. She gets it. <laughs> she just waved her hand at me. All right. Weens is off to um, take care of business. This is a little TMI, but uh, oh, she's doing jumping jacks. That's what she's going to do? Interesting. Anyway, I wanted to mention that our entire Thanksgiving meal was, um, no, not Thanksgiving. It was Friendsgiving. I had a Friendsgiving. Bunch of friends came over to my sweet, darling friend Kari's house. She hosted for me. I was supposed to have it at my house, but I was too stressed out with everything going on. And she hosted a wonderful Friendsgiving. And guess what I showed up with? A big pack of dream dinners. I gave it to her in the morning and she cooked it up following all the directions. And uh, it was a hit. Everybody loved it. Dream Dinners was a hit. So if for those of you who don't know what Dream Dinners is, they do sponsor our podcast. But I approach them because I love them so much. I talk about them all the time to everyone anyway. And uh, they did our whole Friendsgiving dinner. There's a amazing succulent turkey with no bones in it. I don't know how they do it, but it's this beautiful turkey. It's got spices and a rub with it. And it's got one leg sticking out. So there is one drumstick. But the rest, it's like I'm holding up my hands. It's like a football-sized, solid meat, juicy, white turkey. And it comes out perfect every time. The cooking time is not much. And all you have to do is just slice it up. It's like cutting a loaf of bread. And you get these perfect pieces of turkey. And everybody raves about it. 
I heard feedback from another person I know who joined Dream Dinners on our code, Mouse and Weens 99 And she served it for her Friendsgiving and uh, same thing. Everybody loved it. They wanted to know where she got the turkey. Why was it so juicy? What did she do? So I don't know. I come out looking like a star every time I get their turkey and it's kind of awesome. So if you're interested in looking into dream dinners, I think they're done with their holiday meals for this year, but you could look into it for Easter, uh, for Mother's Day, any of these big Father's Day events. They always have these bundles that they do for holidays. And they're freaking amazing. So it's dreamdinners.com. And go to checkout. You will uh, use Mouse and Weens 99. And you will get $99 off your first order. And they are month-to-month subscription. And there's no pressure, no hassle. It's, it's honestly the best stuff with all the sides that go with everything. So check it out, everybody, at dreamdinners.com. And that's a real ad. I'm not just reading this. This is real from the heart. All right, so there. You really are excited about Dream Dinners. I know. Always. Well, I just told everybody. They they stole the show at, at Friendsgiving, so it was a hit. Anyway, all right. How's your tummy? How's the onion? All right. There she is. You She's know what back. I found? Soda helps tummies. Cinnamon Coca-Cola, which was in my garage today, and for some reason I put it in the fridge, and it's coming in handy. Hey, cinnamon um, Coca-Cola. Is this normal? I haven't seen that before. I have never seen this in my life. I don't know how it ended up in my garage. It's that party you had. Oh, okay. Probably, right? Probably, yeah. Or it's your neighbor trying to kill you. <laughs> it's going to work. Like, uh, Ernie's trying to kill me with all the persimmons he's giving me from his tree. His tree is popping, huh? What do you do with the persimmon? I didn't go grocery shopping for two and a half days, so all I ate were persimmons and oatmeal. <laughs> God, Julianne, no wonder your stomach. Onions, persimmons, and oatmeal. Oh, my God. It's like shrapnel in your stomach. (laughs) Ow. Anyway, so let's move on to some points. Point, I think that, um, yeah, it was fun being at your house and seeing the liveliness. It went from zero to a thousand instantly. You guys are very active and fun. and So what do you mean it went from zero to a thousand? What's an example? My place is so quiet. Uh, and it's me and my cat, my cat and I, I, me, it's me and my cat. And <laughs> mom got me all tweaky about that. As she should. As you would. Yes. Hey, sister. Hmm. You're lovely. Thank you. You're too. Even though so, I'm hiding um, back here. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are just really fun, and it's lively, and it starts very early, so 7 a.m. is when the house starts a rocking, like with everybody up, yep. it seems, and then it gets quiet at about 9, 30, or 10. Did Dave wake you up every morning with his 6 a.m. alarm I'm up. and then going and running, and you're already up? No. Okay. I wake up at 6, too. I know. I can not sleep in. It's a... Great yeah. gift. I don't know where it came from. Are you like that too? Yeah, your uterus probably and brain ah, hormones. The old six a.m. uterus alarm. Yeah. I love that. The ute. Yeah, the old uh, two utes. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's fun. What do you think? Uh, so, what was the dynamic? So, I was there, and I was. I'm always worried. Don't a little worry. bit that you never have to. I worry. know. But we I was there you. to help take care of your children for the first time alone for a week. Can you believe that it's been this long and I have never taken them for that long? It was cool. Probably yeah. because I've always had a crazy movie job and I've never had that much time off. Right. I know. 
So COVID has blessed you with time off with which you are getting your degree. So you're staying home, finishing schooling. Yet we had a big trip coming up. You were missing the kids and us. So you came in October and we kind of trained you, if you will. Oh, and mom was here too. We visited with mom and you guys got to go to football games and marching band and see the kids in all their glory before their fall sports were done. So cute. Yeah. And then uh, she went back home. You stayed here because then the next week we took off to Kauai again. So uh, yeah, you had a whole week of kind of training and then and then you took it on. You have been such a freaking blessing. I have to tell you, it makes me want to be a sister wife and have a real, like another mom type living really? here. So I'm so excited that you are going to move back in. Yay! Yay! You're going to be, because it's it's just like our, our family went from, you know, we're our nice little fivesome. We're a great little family, but we get into our little routines and, you know, I am, I'm always feeling the mom guilt. I feel like I'm not giving them enough attention or just, I don't know, zhuzh in their life. And then you come in and you're, you're like my better half. You're the person that can play the games and get on the floor with them and talk the talk, but you're not mom. So you're kind of like your cool mom and they can tell you stuff and you can get things out of them. And they love you. They are so excited that you're going to be here. You were here for your birthday and they wrote you some birthday cards that were not prompted. All I said was go, go make something for her birthday, write something, draw something, paint something, whatever, something you can give her. And so they all came back with their cards. And what did they say from the heart? So cute. First of all, I want to say that I am the role of the ant because I am the ant. No yes. one's going to take place of the mom. And the ant's job is to come in and be the zhuzher. So <laughs> that will probably always be the dynamic unless yeah. the mom is some terrible mother and then they rely on the ant for stability but you know it's just the way it should be right yeah yeah and you can't you don't have time to do that and you have to be the rule maker and right so anyway i just want to have time for it i could put all my other stuff aside and be like back to june cleaver mom i was that i was that kind of mom in the beginning and i don't know i'm i'm evolving but anyway yes i uh it would you need to self-care which is our second conversation because I don't think that you take care of yourself at all. Oh God, here we go. I'm telling you, you need to have time to breathe. Anyway, uh, you guys have a lovely okay, so the kids cards that's what you were talking about. They're so sweet because I'm officially moving in, you guys. Yeah! I mean, I'm officially doing it and it's crazy to me. It's not crazy. it's, It's great. And it's nutty, and I can't believe, but also it's it feels like it's lining up, like it all started to work out in that direction. It, Steve Peters was here, who we have an episode about. He was the one that, how do you explain? He was the first man to be treated for um, an AIDS drug that actually made it through the 80s AIDS crisis, having full-blown AIDS. And uh, was recently featured in the Tammy Faye, Eyes of Tammy Faye movie um, because his role was so significant that Tammy Faye interviewed him back in the day and kind of changed the face of evangelism being okay with gay people. So um, he's become kind of that 
that person that iconic that. figure and yeah. they just Jessica Chastain just played Tammy Faye and they did a whole movie and Steve like they had his picture on the Stephen Colbert show yeah and Jessica Chastain was there like she keeps telling his story over and over to yeah. all the talk show hosts and he's been in the news and people magazine it's crazy yeah so, it's really neat so yeah so basically what happened is someone so Steve's he lives in a house that he's lived forever and but he's the renter of the back property. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, long story short, or as my agent in New York said, oh, to make a Abbott short story Bloomberg. short, Abbott Bloomberg, if you say to make a short time. story short, um, <laughs> it made no sense either. Anyway, it's never oh a short God, story Julianne. when someone says, okay, what? The story is... <laughs> Steve's landlord was like revamping his place, and then he, he was supposed to say it was his friend, stay with his friend, <laughs> who had, I can't speak, pneumonia, something happened. I don't need to give every detail no, of everything. No, you sure don't. Okay. Steve's uh, taking over your lease, basically, because he needed a, a spot to be. But what about all the other parts of the story There's I was going to tell? Okay. Anyway, he ended up here for the month that I was gone at Joelle's. He loved the place. I said, huh, what a good time to maybe move. He loves it there. He wants to take over the lease. He just did yesterday. And I'm going to move to Joelle's. And it's crazy. And I was super nervous stomach. But it's all like kind of working out in a direction. Is that what the onion is? Are you nervous about everything? It's just the onion. Oh, okay. This is completely right, the onion. Do <laughs> no not more ever onions. eat a raw onion. Well, let me just say real fast. I ate raw onion tomato and a bunch of spinach wrapped up in fake hickory smoked meat with oh. a vegan A's. Ooh, I think it's a vegan A's. I forgot about that part. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. This sounds uh, interesting. And that very was healthy, my dinner. I guess. Hickory smoked. I guess. Ugh. Anyway, um, so now it's official. I'm moving in at the end of the month and yes. it's kind of crazy. And, and at the, the same time, super awesome. Yeah, the thought was, too, because you want to go to grad school, and grad school costs a ton of money, and while you're finishing school at home and not actively working, bringing in money, it doesn't make sense to try to work and live there and go to school. It just wouldn't all work. And to incur all that student debt is a big big thing you take on, which we may be having second thoughts about, right? Oh, okay, so... I was going to grad school, guys. Uh, I got into one, and I was applying to another one more locally close to Joel's, which I think I have a good chance getting in. You do. You, right she's, now. she's a friggin' dean's list student, everybody. I'm You're a looking magna at, cum laude for the She's past. on the ween's list, the dean's list. Oh, Coke, cinnamon through the nose. Ah, cinnamon through the nose. Uh. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Um, point... Going into social work to eventually maybe do therapy or art therapy. or, But I've been nervous because I really secretly am a, a creative person. My core. You're not so secret. You are Okay, not secretly. Yeah. That's what I want to do is all creative stuff. So I got a psychic detective on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> now this floors me because I thought your decision was pretty well set. You, although, how did you make your big decision? Oh, okay. So I'm making the big decision to should I, shouldn't I move to Joel's, right? And there were pros and cons lists for a while. 
back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for maybe a month. Because decision making is not your forte, shall we say. And I took a personality or a real psychology test from one of my, it's very vetted from many psychologists where they have you see what kind of, it's all this stuff like whatever, implicity bias and your self monitoring. It's all these terms where you find out your deeper personality and they do they'll ask you the same question five times to make sure they're getting the accurate answer mm-hmm. whatever i did that turns out i'm a terrible like i'm more of a diplomatic mindset that can see the both both sides of everything oh so you you should not be doing pros and cons list because you will pros and cons to death going here's all the reasons but here's also all the reasons but and here's the pro so you get it so what is someone like you supposed to do to make a decision Well, it's what I did with you. I sat there and I said, I can't sit in this limbo anymore. It's crazy. And And you ask a lot of people. You're always asking people advice. Which I do. And therapist and friends and you and mom. And then uh, at some point, I remember someone telling me, flip a coin. And their thing that they said was, the heavens will not fall. Whatever decision you make is right. So flip a coin because it doesn't really matter, basically. So, Uh, okay, is it fate? Are we trusting fate here or is it like a deity kind of thing or I don't even know. I think it's just as arbitrary. I think it could be dropped down to that. You can call it whatever you want, whether it's just random, like you choose one path or another and maybe they're both great. In the matrix of life, it maybe doesn't matter. Or maybe it is a little divine intervention. Who knows? Mm. Either way, I flipped and I said, head San Diego tails LA. And I said, I'm just going to go with this right now. And I flipped it and it was heads San Diego. And I text the landlord right at that moment. And I said, I'm moving out Ah! this month. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I was was in, uh, where was I? I was Kauai or Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. I was in Palm Springs. And you texted me and said, look what I just sent, right? Is that the timing? Yeah. Yeah, it was over Thanksgiving. And you sent me your text to your landlord. And it was official. You gave a, a month's notice, right? Yeah. It was a month. That was it, and then yeah. That's it. So that's here it. you are. And here ah! we are. And everything started falling in place. Like Steve said he wanted the place. And so... Which is great because then I don't have to like take everything out and paint the walls and make them white. And yeah. he just loves it and he loves the curtains and he lets, so I'm going to leave a lot of stuff for him. Yay. And then we could communicate about what he wants, doesn't want. And then. And he got along with your landlord. They met yeah, in passing they, and they're they cool. Were fine. They know some of the same people. They're both in the theater world. That's so, so great. All is well. I know. And then. Um, and he wants to buy some of your furniture. You don't yeah. have to move all your furniture. He loves my couch and loves my front table. So. Because that's the problem. Moving into my place, it's already furnished. Yeah. And you've got all your stuff. So now you get to go through and decide what to bring, what not to bring. So the big thing that I want to do is just dump everything and just start over. At, but mom <sighs> was sort of talking me out of that idea of. She's like, oh, but your dishes and your little, like, just put them in storage. I'll help you if you need it. And she did. And yeah, but I feel bad because I almost feel like, why not just get rid of it all? Anyway, this is so now really you've compelling. Got, well, but now you have another decision to make. Like, do I take my stuff and put it in storage or do I sell it, dump it, give it away? I'm going to try to sell a lot fresh. of it. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do the Facebook marketplace and just Good. gift my stuff to others to enjoy. And you've but done this before. Things. You did this when you moved to New York. You kind of purged everything you had. I do it all the time. Started fresh. Yeah. When else did you do it? When you came back? Every time I've moved. I don't think I've moved. The only move I took all my stuff was this two, four blocks away to here. Yeah. Really? I think I generally am That's a purger. True. So from Seal Beach to L.A., you didn't move a lot either. A few boxes, but I had to. What yeah, was you, that situation? You left I think boxes. I had to around like I had a couple of your boxes oh, yeah. <laughs> someone else had a couple of your boxes right I don't know I think I need to just realize that this is my personality because yeah I could have bought a house many times in life and I just said well, I don't know if that's I you never did. felt like there was a place well yeah I bought the cabin and then a house in Joshua Tree but yeah you had temporary like yeah the cabin which is a vacation rental but not even a rental it was more for the family and then the VRBO yeah yeah so, so I guess it. I have bought houses, but then never lived in them. And <laughs> never I just like the gypsy style of living, I think, a little. Yeah, I love it. So now I could gypsy style at your house for a while. Do it. And then who knows what will happen. I've built Although, you a whole gypsy suite. You have your own little entrance. You have your own little living room area. You have your own little oh. bedroom, bathroom. We built this house to kind of take on somebody at some point, either you or mom or... Dave's That's crazy. Mom. Like, yeah. So it should be used for what it's there for. I'm it's so funny because I wanted to have a whole talk of like, okay, let's talk about expectations and rules and things. And you guys like laughed at me kind of. No, like, no. just stay here. No, oh, in a yeah. funny way of like, just okay. give our kids therapy in the future if you become a yes. therapist. Honestly, that was Dave's <laughs> idea. I'm like, that's brilliant. She can get her master's and then be our family counselor. Oh well, and gosh. you already are in a way. You know what the kids need. You can fill in the gaps. Let's talk about, okay, so the day-to-day with, with what is it like to be a mom to you? Um, do you have a different Seeing perspective? You? Yeah. Do you know now what it's like to be... A mom, a working mom now. And did you ever go, oh, come on, it can't be that hard. And now you've lived it? Um, and do you I change have, your mind? It was a lot of the same thing that you said of feeling, I don't want to say guilty, but maybe just wanting the kids to be happy because mm-hmm. you want them to. Well, also for me, it was bonding time and it was special and I wanted to make sure like I didn't want them to just disappear in into games. I wanted to play games with them and because make they it kind will of a fun disappear on those devices in each of their little toad I think holes. Every kid at this age oh my will do that. It's just everybody's saying the same thing about yeah. that. It's yeah. like impossible to But I wanted to say, okay, let's play a family game and let's we did our family movie nights like you guys do and you're so cute. You busted out the memory game, and who would have thought that was a hit? But, you know, the dumb old <laughs> flip the cards over and make a match. But we have a big, massive set of them. And usually when I'd play when they were little, I'd only do half of the set. But you got the whole set out on the coffee table, and it became like a nightly thing that you guys would go back and forth and see who could make the most matches. And it really is kind of a good brain test, too. Aha, uh-huh, because you didn't want to play, and you were like, this is dumb. Then you got it because you only 
got one pair in the beginning, and then you started smoking on the next one. And I knew now, you were analyzing me. I knew I it. was. <laughs> You're because like, no, you started it's just liking a game. it. You're such you... a jerk. I knew it. See, this is the problem with you getting your psychology degree. You're going to be secretly analyzing people. Although you've no, done I'm that not. always. You've always done that. I know, but. You did like it more once you started getting it, right? Okay, but what was what I needed? What did I need in my memory game? Do you remember? You needed organization, as usual, boxes and squares in the lines instead of the chaos that was... And then my brain just went click, 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 click. And then it could see all the pairs instead of all ribble rabble, scribble scrabble all over. You guys were all crazy with your fishbowl of cards. I couldn't make matches in that. Shit. Do people know what this is? This like old maid? No. No, it's just for anyone who's a parent and who has kids. It's the memory game. It's just called the memory okay. game with little matchy cards. Them over. Okay. Find Everyone pair. knows this. You get to flip one, flip two. If they match, yay, you get them. You get another turn. If you don't, you flip them back over and the next person goes. Yeah. Yippee. So anyway. Okay. Right. So we did that. We had fun. Um, you did try to make every moment quality. Which is kind of that mom guilt thing. But you knew you had a finite time. You knew you were going back home. Now, when you come back, how is it going to be? Because you were my go-to driver. You were my go-to help cleaner up the dishes. You were my go-to straighten up after dinner when I was exhausted on the couch. You were like picking up the that's, slack. That's all going to end. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you don't want to do that forever. You're not going to be that person. Well, I did say so, at some point I make it busy and not have all that time. Yeah. So, so we do need to make some But rules. that's what I'm saying. Like this could lead to family resentments because if I, if I shine a little too much in the beginning and then I start slacking off, you're going to get resentful. <laughs> no, you know? but you've always said don't expect this. Like if I do anything, it's like bonus, but. You but know. then I feel guilty because I can see all that you do. And then I go, God, I should at least go do the dishes and help out. But I also have a hundred hours of work to do on the school stuff. I know. Well, so, maybe it'll all balance out once school is done. And I hope school will not start because guess what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Part two, chapter two. Er, er, where are we on our part? Po- okay. We have a good third left of our podcast. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Okay, well, I talked to the psychic detective named Pam Coronado. Okay. Pam Coronado. Pam Coronado is really cool. I wonder if she would come on the show because she's amazing. And I first saw her. Sometimes I'll get this weird thing and it happens around like my PMS time or something where I really need to get connected either with death or near-death experiences or psychics or wow. something where it's like the other side and feeling connected witch. to that. I'm a witch, You're a bleeding, bleeding, bloody witch. Yes, I am a Monthly. floater. Wow. And, uh, or is it a sinker? Did the witches sink or float? Oh, I think I don't both know. ways they were screwed. If they sunk, they were a witch, <laughs> and if they floated, they, or no, if they sunk, they died, but if they floated, they were a witch. Anyway, oh. something like that. <laughs> so they died either That's way. Weird. It's yeah, very sad. Anyway, she, okay, well, here, I'll give you the two-second version. Ready? Okay. Count to mm-hmm. two. One. She told me I shouldn't two. go to social work school and I should do documentary filmmaking with you. And not do math. That was way longer than two seconds. Two and a half. But yeah, okay, expand on that. This is a huge point. Ladies and gentlemen, she has found her way. All right, <gasps> what are you going to do? Say it again. Well, I'm second guessing this graduate school to, she basically said, 
you know, because I don't even know if mom knows this, but I was taking a little bit of antidepressants for a little bit. And yeah. it, I thought it was pandemic related. But can I say that? Should I say that? It's up to you. This is your life. I think it's very nice to hear people admitting and talking about taking antidepressants because mental health is just taking care of our brains, just like we take care of our noses and our hoo-hoos and everything. We yeah, because to- I talk to you about it a lot, too. Of, yeah. Do you think I should? And I've always resisted it. And then my therapist was like, maybe it's time. And it was mostly because my period time would get so dark. Right. Like, And it was getting worse as I age and... Anyway, point. Yeah. And I think it's super normal. And we talked about how L.A. has effects. You know, you have the environmental, the stresses and the, the job, the smog and the, the yucky living situation with so many people right next to you. And, you know, just different yeah. things. It just all everything up. was kind of bringing me down, bro. Yeah. And it was the pandemic and being alone and like all that. So I said, OK, I'll give it a shot finally. And it seemed to do better. Mm-hmm. It was like 0.5 milligrams of Lexapro, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, and I was checking with my therapist and the doctor and everything, making sure it was all well. And and they even told me to take more, and I didn't. I was anyway. Yeah. Point. What point, does it feel da-da-da-da. like? Uh, I was only taking two point five mil. I was so nervous to take it, I didn't want to. And yeah. apparently, wait, you the said point five milligrams, and then you said two point five. Do you mean two point five in the point. beginning because I didn't want to commit to it, and I was trying to dose it down the most possible. Yeah. And I went back to the doctor, you know, three months later saying, I think I feel better. I'm taking 2.5, though. I'm not taking the 10. He's like, well, that's not doing anything. Your liver doesn't even process that. Uh, It doesn't go to your brain. It doesn't do anything. So I must have been placebo. Oh, okay. And then I go, well, I'll try the. Then you went to five. Got it. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing the last, you know, three months or something. And. But uh, anyway, so everything seems fine. I don't know if it would seem fine without it. I'm not sure. The periods mm-hmm. aren't as terrible. Mm-hmm. The dark spells around that time. They mm-hmm. told me, they diagnosed me with PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoria disorder. Mm-hmm. And they say it happens in 1% of all people where you get these really, really dark, like suicidal, yucky. I, I know. This is so. No, was, but it's real. That's okay. It's like ideation, it's just, right? It's like. Well, yeah, you. it's. And I can't explain it. I'm sure other people have experienced this, but you just go there's no point in living what's the purpose of my life what have I done with everything I don't and like there's no point in me living anymore there's so you just talk about how there's no point in existential like crisis out of your head kind of stuff yeah and it happens for and you really believe it it's like oh this is the worst and then you'll have your period and then it's like oh everything's fine Really? See, that's what's so crazy. Not crazy. I shouldn't even say that word, but that it can switch from so deep dark to. I would. Here's a good. Sorry. Yeah. Description, though. I would. It feels maybe like a hangover. Mm. Where have you ever had a really bad hangover? Nope, never day? had one. <laughs> <laughs> but where it feels really just shitty, like the whole day feels dark and yeah. gloomy and yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. Have you had that? Oh, yeah. Nope. So, I mean, no. <laughs> Kids, mother has never had a hangover. Oh, yes. Well, it's like that, like the low, low, low feeling. And then imagine that, you you know, the next day it's out of your system and you're like, oh, okay. Everything's fine. But Back you're, to normal. When yeah. you're in that, you're like slugging through life. That's so. a good description. Okay, now I get it. Yeah. I mean, 
No. I mean, you understand. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, the point of all of that was, I have no idea. Oh, so psychic Pam Coronado. Yeah. She, first of all, identified that. I didn't tell her much about that, except I was curious. I asked the question, should I be on antidepressants? Because I don't really think I need to be, and I didn't want to be, and... I didn't like it, but I was just trying it to see if that was something. Mm -hmm. And she said, actually, it's your hormone levels and you need someone like a endocrinologist to check out my hormones. Uh, (laughs) Also, check the GI system while you're at it, please. Thank you. I'm sorry. um, Is that hormonal? Terrible. Who wants to hear that? Nobody. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear that. It's disgusting. No, it's it's symphonic. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're spending a lot of time talking about me, but this comes to you quickly. Here we go. No, I want to talk about you. Okay. well, here she said, go to a Chinese herbalist or an endocrinologist. Yeah. So good news. I'm going to get my hormone levels and get off of this. Hopefully. And wean off of it properly with the doctor, but still, I think it is hormonal. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Second, she said, ooh, I wouldn't go into social work and I hate to change your career, but it doesn't seem to be lining up with who you are. You're a very creative being and you have to create or you will get depressed. And half the reason I think, or she said, it's kind of funny, but not, but... <laughs> You are probably. <laughs> she said you're probably taking antidepressants because you're not creating. And she goes, I think the antidepressants are making you more depressed. Yeah, I love that connection. So you sent yeah. me the recording, and uh, it was that was cool. That was so cool to hear. Yeah, because they it was do like- dampen. Yeah. And that can all feed itself. It's like a little feedback loop. But so- you said you haven't noticed anything in me, so. You think I'm pretty well, normal? I don't want to say I haven't noticed anything. Your zip and your zazz is a little not there. You're just kind of like, I'm going to school. I'm doing the thing, you know, on the level, straight up. And, but where the, I don't want to say fun. You're still fun. It's just that, like that spark isn't there where you go, oh, I have an idea. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Like that's that's who you are where you get an idea and like all right okay you stand here you do this and then I'm gonna play this and then okay here we go and you film it ready set go and then you'll do some big fun spontaneous creative whatever it is so that's like gone that's kind of gone wow but but that's all creativity yeah but then you're doing the long haul. You're doing something for the long term that's good for you is getting your degree and then figuring out your career path. And so it does. I mean, that's kind of life. It's kind of like going from high school to college, right? Like high school, you can be silly and fun, drive around with your friends and take a test here and there. Yeah, whatever. But then you get to college and it's like head down. Whoops. And uh, so I just figured that's what it was. That this so was maybe just it a time. Is. I mean, it might be. Who it knows? might also be. Who knows? Because I was thinking that too. It was like, you just have to focus. Yeah. Well, either way, she said, uh, I said, okay, what do you see around the career? I don't want to give away all of our big ideas, though. What do you think? Yeah, let's we keep... We can give away little ideas. We'll keep our euchre cards close to our chest on uh, on this. But it, yeah, I guess, what's the general idea? What's the general, general idea is industry? You, have to, you need to stay into a creative world or mm-hmm. else you'll be sad mm-hmm. and social work she goes you might get through the schooling and then decide what have i done or stop halfway because you'll not gel with it 
mm-hmm. which I've been nervous about because I'm like, oh, this is a whole sad and scary world. And I don't know. I just want to create art with my sister. And um, yeah. so she did see us pretty much working together mm-hmm. on a creative project. And it's kind of specific. And mm-hmm. we, more shall be revealed that it's film related and it sounds freaking cool. And the thing that was cool is my sister, Joelle, right there, and I had talked about this exact project. That she came up with out of the ether, just out of the blue. This she came exact up with project. the specific, like... I see you doing, we could say documentary film. I see okay. you doing documentary film. And I said, what is the subject? And she said, the exact subject. Yeah. Which is not normal. Yeah. The subject was weird and wacky. Yeah. So. It's wild. Do you, okay, but you kind of were skeptical well, of Well, my hers. only thing was, now that I'm hearing it back, my only thing was, did she know your name? Could she quick Google you the day before the booking? Because you guys did it over the phone. Um, in which she could find out a lot of information. She could look at our podcast. Now, the thing that floored me was this documentary specific, because unless she's listened to all our episodes, and we have mentioned this once before, this idea, kind of, but not really. In 137 episodes? That would be a lot. Yeah. Unless... Well, I don't know. I'm I'm still a bit of a scientific skeptic, I have to say. I hate to be that person, but that's my logical brain. What can I do? Um, so, of course, I'm looking at all the other sides of it. Well, she could have figured out this, 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 this. But you have researched her heavily before you called her. and um, She's on Oprah. Yeah. Not to say that that makes you an immediate uh, non-liar. Meaning honest. Oprah needs to have her own like cross where you know everyone thinks of her like a Jesus. So she we should go. I'm making an O with my face instead of the cross. Um but I mean Oprah endorsed, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I I it remains to be seen. But either way, it was just validation for you on stuff you kind of already knew. And yeah, and I was giving leading questions. I wasn't trying not to lead because I don't I remember taking a psychic class and it's like, yeah, you could be the stone face and you can go in going, I'm not going to tell her anything, but it makes them work harder. So I don't mind giving a little information and just getting, letting them elaborate on it, I mm-hmm. guess. It probably opens up the flow of whatever. I think so. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to make her prove herself, but, um, but that time I had seen so said, many. I hate social work and I don't want to do it. And I, come from the film industry so what do you think i should do <laughs> just kidding i did i mean i kind of did i really did lay out a lot of you know you could tell in someone's voice if they're not into something and so i told my sister to go into it if you wanted to test it just totally with a f- different email that you can't track the name oh or the email and try it i'm not gonna do see. that that seems mean i don't want to like debunk somebody i'm not that kind well, of you person can do it for yourself for your own personal knowledge but either way Whatever. Well, no, I had seen I this like woman, it. Pam Coronado. People look her up. She's um she works with the FBI. She works with police departments. She's hired by a lot of different people to help with crime scene investigations. So yeah. and I've seen her on a few shows. There was one called Unexplained and there was one called Sensing Murder. Mm. And so she's featured on those and she's the cops weren't giving her any information because they didn't believe in it. And it was their, Were their producers. The chef. Mm-hmm. 
You never Just know. Kidding. Okay, skeptic brain. You're right. <laughs> it's good. Okay, so I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's good. I, no. But you have to be that. There was a guy, the great Randy, and he was the big like debunker of skeptics and he, I mean uh, psychics. Why do I say those two things together? But he did find a lot of shysters out there. I think there are shysters, and I think there are ones that have real gifts. Right. And as our uh, Uncle Jim told us in his mentalism episode, go back and listen to that, folks. Um, Anyone trying to make money doing this? My, you got to question the motivation. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it. I'm I'm like 80-20 on believe, not believe. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I just don't want you to be taken advantage of. My big sister instincts kicked in. I didn't want you. But I like that it validated things that you were already thinking and wanting to do. I like that it included me. I like this <gasps> new choice of helping you make a decision in what you should do. And I think it's you. It fits you. I mean, everything she said was like, yes, yep, yep, yep. That's Weens. That's her. This is really. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I mean, well, thank you. I mean, I guess you're just saying. No, but it's true. All the like kind of depression stuff like, yeah, I'm just down. Well, it's because you're squelching your creativity and you're going down this traditional path and you're not a traditional person. Sorry, Weens. You're you're anti-traditional, whatever that is. That's why I'm moving in with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be but your this traditional. this is going to give us. Okay. I might sign up to the ding dong school and then that'll be happening in August. You know, so I have from now until August yeah, to work with you exactly. on this project. Yes. Let's All right. get it off the ground and do it. Okay. So do you want to though? How much can you commit? Because you have no time. I can commit weekends. Ugh. And nights, sort of. That's not true. I know what will happen. You don't have time because you're always doing stuff. Well, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about um I'll do the I'll do most of the work. Yeah. I'll be your your you're, I was going to say fluffer. I just listened to a brilliant observations episode and they talked about fluffers. No, I'll be your assistant is what I was trying to say. I'll okay. be your, your side person. That's fine. Cause you're the main podcast person. She does all the work on this thing. Okay. So, which is why there hasn't been many episodes. So. <gasps> Cause you've been busy gallivanting in Kauai. I know. Wait, I just know. how was that? Let's talk a little about you, please. For the love of Christ. Well, you know what? Let's keep that as a teaser. That's a future episode. Um, we went for business. I'll leave it at that. Cool. And, uh, it was amazing. And mm. yeah, to be continued. So to be continued. And yeah. can you give a quick day in the life of you in your new job? Oh, yeah. So I work in the school garden. I usually get there. Uh, this is Charlotte's school, the elementary school. I've been there for five years as a volunteer. And now it's a paid position this year. Thank you, PTA. Um, and I teach kids uh, garden lessons and tie it back into science standards for each of their grades. So I teach K through fifth. And I teach three or four classes a day. Today, I did four classes. And it's great. It's so fun. It's taxing. It's hard to be outside in the hot sun. Uh, but I'm home by, you know, 12, one o'clock, uh, four days a week. I get Mondays to prep and it's working out and the kids love it. They're so cute. I should post a little video maybe. All right, go to mouse and weans, everybody. And, um, I'll put it on, where should I put it? I'll put it on our page, our mouse and weans, Facebook page. 
But just a little video. This was me today in the garden with the kids going on a bird hunt. So we learned all about birds and their adaptations and their habitats and their bird sounds and their bird calls. And it was just connecting with nature and uh, learning about different animals and their offspring and the parents. Anyway, I was hitting all our science standards within the subject of birds. But these kindergartners... We're so cute, so cute cute in the wonder and the awe. And when they get quiet and they listen to nature, ah, there's nothing like it. So that's what, you know, it can be hard. And some of the fifth graders are a little snippy and wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Don't listen. They're busy doing the dab or whatever the dance is that they're doing. But, um, the littles, oh my gosh. It's Aww. so it's a great balance to get to see all the we ages. Like the little ones who actually are excited. Oh, they're not so cool excited yet. Yeah. It's wow. so sweet. Just I want to hear a couple of the lessons though, because I've seen you preparing things and you were right. like, I have to go out and gather sticks for the bird nest. Yeah. Well, that worms. was the worms. Yeah, we did worms. We learn about soil. Um I don't know. You don't want to hear all this. It's kind of I think it's fascinating because I know nothing about it. So Really? Well, like what is just describe one lesson because okay. you put all of this together yourself. She's not going off of anyone's guidance. Well, you know, there's stuff out there, but the way we do it. Yeah, is but a little... you're gathering maybe random, but you put it together in this whole packet and actually yeah. come up with the materials. Sort of. Kind of. Can you back off your mic a little? It was a little loud. Can you Sorry. just <laughs> go along with what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. I did it all. No, it's a collective effort. There's, a, I have a teacher mentor um, who has guided me in, in a lot of the lesson planning. Nancy. Sh- shout out to Nancy. And um, just getting, gleaning all the information on the internet and different books that are out there with garden lessons, but then kind of taking that all and making my own specific things with it that are 20 minutes long. That's the difference. A lot of these lessons are take your whole class out for an hour. Well, we don't do it that way. We, we take a class out and we do 20 minutes at this station and 20 minutes at this station. And then we rotate that way. Kids attention span is held and they can learn chunks that go together, but it isn't one big boring lesson. I don't know. So it's a different method and it's not out there yet. So we're kind of putting that together. I don't want to give are away you blowing all your, are you blowing the cover by doing secrets? Maybe. No, I don't know. It's, but it is a good thing. And I've, I've finished a whole lot of lessons and, um, I'm going to put it together as a package to get out there in the world. So it'll be good, but this is my beta test year. I'm, I'm making, booklet pages and um, testing them in real time and then I'll put it out there. But one the of the thing lessons- is with my sister, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. I'll just say real fast. She gets things done and does them well. And I really am saying I'm not just trying to blow smoke or make you give me a free house to live in, but I am just saying you really <laughs> do rent like talk. Rent yeah. talk. You finish things that you start and they're done really well. And there's a lot of people that don't finish projects. So I just want to say that. Including me. I still haven't finished the baby books. But when there is like people on the line expecting something, I will try to do a good job and get it done. But I get also getting paid for it. That's incentive. That's true. I get caught up in the details sometimes and the perfectionism of it. So there's that. Um, I've noticed that. Yeah. So I need to work a lot longer to edit the podcast. I'm the one that's. I take out all the burps and farts and 
smacks and, and there's a lot yeah, yeah. so there From you go you. <laughs> shut up okay so congratulations on Thank having you. a job after That's how good. many years 15 years of being a mom yeah this is your first job it's like a big deal yeah you know i've i've consulted i've done little side freelance hustle with graphic design stuff but i haven't had a paycheck paycheck i haven't had mm-hmm. a w2 or any of that jazz and i may still not actually did i fill out a w2 yeah i did um it's part-time wow. you know but it's good it's it's a, it's a job it feels good to my heart i feel like i'm contributing back to society officially and i'm i'm on the grid again i remember cool. that time i couldn't even get a target credit card because like i didn't have any uh <gasps> credit somehow like somehow my whole background was kind of like yeah wiped away and i'm like dude i worked so hard in school and and finishing my little degree well you had a whole career career and before you had kids it was a real career what's interesting is i was thinking about you the other day and i think why this school thing was so important to me is it felt like i was building a career yeah that was like a normal career at where you have to get credentials and you go to school to get it. And because mm-hmm. I think my whole life up until that point was all real. The film business, you just kind of get in the door and you work hard and you move. You didn't have to. Yeah. you. I mean, people do go to film school. Like you could go like, like. But Ryan. it never guarantees you work. Yeah. It's our, always about. Our cousin like, Ryan did a traditional film route, right? Like USC. he did. Yeah. He went to theater. He did theater in elementary school, junior junior high, high school, and then went to UC- USC film school and, you know, I think got, he went for the, theater. He went for theater? To, oh, mm-hmm. he didn't go for film school. Oh, okay. Yeah, acting. Yeah. And then got the manager and the agent and did all the official things that, you know. And they do a big showcase at mm-hmm. USC, and since it's such a big school in LA, that they get agents that come and watch the people, so that's how they got an agent. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, so... So there are ways to be a little more traditional, but it probably takes a certain niche group. And but then I've heard and- a lot of people that go to film school and they go, why did I go to film school? I didn't even get a job afterwards and I paid $70,000. And I've heard that side of yeah. like it was hard to get in the business, even with a degree. They go, nobody right. cares. If-. But yeah, I'm just yeah. saying there are many well, ways. You do have a career in the film business, believe it or not. It may not be, you know, Academy Award winning yet, but you've done tons of stuff and you have a name and you're out there and it's just, it's been a little more, a bit of this, a bit of that, because that's who you are too. It's like smorgasbord style of life. Yeah, It's the German in me coming out in Austrian. I love a good smorgasbord. It's a a pickle platter with onions (laughs) and relish. Oh, don't say onions. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. No, you're awesome. And it's all going to come together. And you guys are wonderful listeners. You will see what's coming. It's going to be fun. It'll be good. Yeah. And, uh, we will still have our blend of traditional and non-traditional. How's your sex life? Jeez. Oh, we're not going there. All right. Episode is over. We have reached our limit. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We're so glad that we're back doing this. Um, Jules, should we do this more weekly now that sure. we have life kind of contained a little bit more? Ask yeah. me how my sex life is. How's your sex life? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Sick. Nothing is... Uh Uh-oh, it got stuck. This is bad. And this is also why she's single. Boys, would you like a self-swallowing... My sex life is not happening because nothing. (laughs) 
<laughs> my, <Now> cat, <laughs> my cat just woke up and went. <laughs> oh, my God. And this is why she's the cool aunt. You can relate to the 14-year-old and the 16-year-old. Oh, my gosh. That's so, can you imagine? You know that my therapist, I was telling her about our podcast and how cool it was and how I love it and how we have such fun. <laughs> she listened to it. And then the next time I talked, she goes, oh, I heard your podcast. And she's very, like... You know, ethical yeah. and practical. And proper. And, okay. Yeah. And I go, oh, which one did you listen to? What was it about? She said, farts. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I turned bright red. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. But you know what? This is us. This is authentically I us. I guess, but you don't need to do what I just did. And we don't need to talk about farts ever. All right. Well, Although, they're it, funny. Farts are funny. <laughs> Everyone loves a fart. All right. We'll talk about it. Maybe we could put it, we could cut this out and post. Maybe it'll only go on Patreon. We don't know. Uh, you there can suck your again. ear. Here we go. All right. I can't do this. She's Farts sucking her ear. are funny. <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear father who art in heaven. Thank you for teaching us to. Be like burp. boys and <laughs> fart and burp. Uh, yes. Here we are, folks. This is us, Mouse and Weens. Another episode in the, in the can flush. Um, where can people find us, Weens? Why don't you do the closing? Let's hear how you do it. People can find us at all the social media outlets, one being Facebook, also Spotify. Ooh, Apple <laughs> has a platform, Blueberry. Blueberry. Blueberry has us on there too sometimes we have a www.mouseandweens.com you'll find us there all Just the platforms what did i say <laughs> ww not that oh, third yeah. one though yeah. wwf because everything starts with the ww not the three w's anyway <laughs> you can find us at all social <laughs> media platforms <laughs> <laughs> Now, if I stopped laughing so hard, you wouldn't do it as much. I can't help myself. It's funny. It's so stupid. Sorry, guys. My therapist is going to go, how are you guys doing? Ah. <laughs> and arrested development right here, folks. Oh, All right. Sorry. Thank you for listening. We love you. Go to patreon.com slash too if you want bonus episodes, personal videos. We have to do some fun songs for our patrons. Yeah. Christmas is coming. We have gifts coming to our patrons in the mail. Watch your mailbox. And uh, anything else? I don't know. Oh, here. I'm sorry. Happy holidays. That was a gurgler. Oh, no. We don't need to do it. Let's cut some of these out. That's too much. All right. right, That's enough. Bye bye. Mm. (laughs) That's so gross. Okay, bye. Mouse is in the snow in Idaho with some hay. Dreaming of this bro who wore a snowflake sweater in May. She loves a Christmas party where drunk employees will Xerox their wangs. She'll drink and hit the dance floor and wave her arms like an orangutan. Dingly bells, dingly bells, dingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride a horse with Chris Martin of Coldplay. Dingly bells, dingly bells, dingle all the way. Dingle, 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 dingle. 
Queens has renounced men, so her cat is on her Christmas cards. She's very comfortable with that, and if you have a problem with it, you can go and suck it. Queens is done with school this year. 2020 freaking blue. She's confused by her mousy sister, who's a Catholic, atheist, and Jew. Dingly bells, dingly bells, dingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride a pony with Tom Hardy. Dingly bells, dingly bells, dingle all the way. Mouse and Weens want to wish you a super smoochy happy holiday. Hey, Mouse and Weens, this is Skipper Bob. You can find myself, Jay, and Corey, degenerates with social issues, but also friends of nearly 30 years on the Cretans Guild podcast, where we talk anything nerd culture, pop culture, tiki drinks, pro wrestling, but it usually just breaks down into gutter talk. We might be Cretans, but we're the best buds you can ask for. The Cretans Guild podcast, proud member of the Podfix Network. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.